Welcome to the Three Hokage's Podcast. We're your hosts, Kay, Kareem, and Hanif. All right, this is our first episode of season three of the Three Hokage's Podcast. Uh, we took a little hiatus uh, during a winter break, so we're back. Uh, Kay, what did you do during your break? I got COVID. Um, <laughs> hey, yay me. I got COVID. <laughs> Great. Okay. And I still have the cough. So yeah, that's fun. That's that 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 was my winter break. COVID. <laughs> you guys? <laughs> so, uh, I stayed COVID free. Uh how about yourself, Kareem? What what is what did you uh do during your break? Uh COVID free here as well. Um because I pretty much didn't go anywhere. Um, I've had my son the entire time and that was time well spent. I did not yeah. want to do a thing. Mm. <laughs> so I was successful in that other than, you know, spending time and having fun with him. Yeah, that's that's always a good time. I I, I went down to uh, North Carolina to see uh, my in-laws. Uh, that was a good time. And it was nice that in the wintertime in North Carolina, it was actually above 50 degrees. So it was it was nice to go outside with just a hoodie on and in, in, in the, the last weekend of, the, of 2021. Um, but mostly I just play video games. Uh, I was actually, you know, reacclimating myself to the Xbox. I don't have the Xbox Series S or, or the latest version or whatever. I still have the regular Xbox One. Um, so I've been playing that. I finally finished uh, Halo Infinite. I wish it would have been able to be played through co-op like the other, um, the previous Halo games. But I, I, I finished it on Heroic, which is a, a, it's no, no small feat for anyone who's gaming. It's not legendary, but it's... It was a little difficult. It took me a few extra hours to finish, but uh, I enjoyed the game. I'm sure they'll play another Halo probably another year or two. Um, but that being said, and that's the, the big gaming news that came out while we were on break was that Xbox or Microsoft purchased Activision, which is, as we know, as gamers, there's a lot of games underneath that, uh, that big umbrella of Activision. You have uh, Call of Duty, uh, and there's also part of Blizzard. So they have Diablo, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, uh, Overwatch now, because Overwatch is already part of uh, uh, Xbox. And then StarCraft 2, Candy Crush is just, I mean, I can see like basically it feels like Microsoft is trying to be like Thanos and just getting all these Infinity Rings, uh, Infinity Stones. Just <laughs> slowly but surely, they're, they're just buying up all of these, um, these publishing uh, companies and these game studios. Yes, I, I'm. I'm excited about the possibility of Guitar Hero coming back, um, <laughs> even like a, a lesser known King's Quest. Um, mm, okay, I don't, I, know, I don't know if King's Quest ever come back, but um, that was one of my first games that ever got me into gaming. Um, so if they if that comes back somehow, I'll be extremely excited about that. Yeah, I, I think I played. Uh, that was on Sierra. I think that was. Uh, I played on a PC back in the. Yeah. You know, in the late 90s, early, well, I guess I'm showing my age, but definitely in the 90s. I don't know where in the 90s. I'm definitely in the 90s. I, I, <laughs> I played King's Quest <laughs> uh, and the, all the different versions back then. Going, This is before GameStop. Like it was even before uh, software, et cetera. I think it was Electronics Boutique I would go to to get the uh, King's Quest games and, and the mall out here in uh, Long Island. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this they, they, they plopped down almost $70 billion to purchase. Uh, these game studios, which is an insane amount of money. Uh, I mean, they did that, but at the same time, Sony still has a lot of top-tier exclusive games underneath their belt. Now, they still have access to Spider-Man, which is uh, leaps and bounds above a lot of the games that are first um, 
first party games that are on the Microsoft um, library. So I'm, I'm interested to see what, what Sony's response is going to be. Will they try to purchase uh, a, a game studio as well? They kind of like, you know, level up themselves to see what they just bolster up what they what they have in their stock. Uh, but at the same time, I'm also interested to see what Microsoft's going to do. I don't think they're going to make like Call of Duty uh, an exclusive. That would be a real you know, stupid That's move. Cool. Yeah. yeah. But, but if they yeah, were smart, I... what they would do is they would have Call of Duty like have like have a bigger version of Call of Duty, which is for, for all systems, but then have like a specialized version or like specialized characters that are just for mm-hmm. Microsoft users, which would be a really good thing because then you don't get to like like you you don't feel bad that you're missing out, but at also at the same time it's like hey we got the, we've got an exclusive portion that you can only get with us. So oh yeah, yeah, like a special map. Uh, you know, some for people who care about the skins. Oh, I don't have this cool looking outfit or whatever. Uh, or a gun, I think they would do it. I think what Microsoft may do is like a timed release where, okay, the games, no, Call of Duty comes out for uh, PC and Xbox June. And it comes out for uh, PlayStation, like, <laughs> I was thinking December. I was thinking like they're going to, they still want them to get the, 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 the Christmas dollar. So now they'll come out December. So now you have almost, no, almost six months of, Game people, are, people, yeah, you know, people loving this game. Oh, you gotta play it. People at home and places like oh, I don't have it yet. Oh, I don't get. It. I don't have it. I gotta wait. I gotta go on the go on Twitch and watch people stream it. I don't. I don't know. I, I can't play it until December or something like that. Like one of these time releases, I think is probably gonna be their way of sticking it to uh, the Sony family. Like, okay, we well, either way, we're gonna get your money because we own the studio. But right. no, we're not gonna let y'all have the the luxury of. Um, getting it the same day as everybody else. No. Um, I think this is going to be a really good deal for gamers. I don't think Microsoft's intention, um, like they reiterated this week, is to create so many exclusives that is is actually damaging to the gaming industry overall. Um, I think it's it's going to be good for Microsoft, like Call of Duty, um, but to have that as an exclusive where now you're you're cutting off all PlayStation users mm-hmm. uh, would be terrible for the gaming industry as a whole, I think. Um, so I can see timed exclusives or Xbox-specific exclusives. Um, but one of the main reasons why I think this is good is because of Game Pass. Um, yes. Game Pass is is the best investment I've made in gaming. Um, and that, that's including you know any updates to consoles because it gives you access to so many games. Um, and you can just literally go online, look at a new game and say, hey, let me just try this one. And you would have never brought it in any other situation. Um, and it's well worth the money because it's not just indie games that you can have access to and which can help those studios as well. It's also the big name, uh, you know, AAA titles that are on there as well. So, mm-hmm. This is just going to give gamers access to so many additional games. And all that can do is just make gamers realize that there's a lot out there to love. Um, so I, I love the move, but I don't think they're going to try to kill the gaming industry by hoarding all the titles. No, that that's uh, yeah, that was that's one of those. Yeah, I, I could. I mean, they could do that, but that would be a, a they would be hurting themselves. No, like no, because either because once you purchase a, that studio you're still going to get profit from them selling the games out to all across the different uh, um, 
consoles and, and play locations. So it would really be stupid for them to do that. Well, we're not going to sell it on, on um, PlayStation. Like you're losing out on millions, if not billions of dollars just to stick it to, you know, some rando kids and then the corporations, I guess, dumb. I agree with you uh, whole oddly, uh, Kareem, as far as that. But the best thing about game is, is Game Pass. Like if they can bring that over to um, uh, Sony's environment, uh, that'll be if, it, if you can just have one Game Pass, and that's good for Sony as well as uh, Xbox. That would be that would be fantastic. But I don't think that's in the in a very near future. They just have one thing that you have to pay for and get you no know, full access to all the library on a monthly basis, almost like a Netflix kind of thing. That'd be great, but I don't think we'll see that in our lifetime. I think the the but I think the people that are actually gonna win out the most are actually PC gamers. Like I feel like this move was to not single handedly support PC gamers, but like it gives a real big boost to PC gamers. Like this way, you can have access to a much larger group, and then it's gonna fall under the Microsoft umbrella, which means I don't need the dumb the, the these expensive games i just need a gaming computer and then i can play this stuff it may not be the same version but i have a access to a wider catalog of stuff for me as a computer as a as a pc person which is actually the best move because sure. people are tired of paying <clears throat> ridiculous prices for game systems <laughs> that you can't find like oh well you can pay a thousand dollars for it and you'll have it i'm like but that's not how much it costs why am i paying you a thousand dollars Hey, don't don't knock the hustle now. I, I've sold the I sold a number of consoles for more than market share uh, in my day. So it, it depends on how much you want to buy. I've I've sold I've, I've sold consoles for actually when the PlayStation Three dropped, I sold my console for for two Gs, cash. I, I didn't even have it for like. <laughs> I did I did hard work to get this PlayStation. I, I know I stayed out. I waited in line at the Sony store overnight. In the hey, rain from this thing. And I still, well, I did it for somebody else. That was still I, my mom. No, I camped out there, no, slept in a chair out in front of the store, got it. I didn't even go home. I picked it up and went straight to work. Hold up, no, straight up. Is that how I met you? Because I did that with, with um Jerron. Like, we stayed out. I don't think we knew each other at that time. But I think we were, you were probably, because I was further on the line. I think you were, like, actually yeah. on the sidewalk. I was on Fifth Avenue. Like, I was near oh, the Disney no, store. Yeah. We were yeah, so we, you and I didn't know each other, because I definitely would have tried to hop the line and, and meet, meet up with you guys. But, yeah, we, I don't think you and I knew each other, but we were still on the same line. <laughs> no, no, but how ridiculous is that? Like, yo, we had no idea about who each other was. We were both in that same dumb line. Oh, yeah, we were like, <laughs> Like, we were within the first 50 people mm-hmm. to get into the building. So, oh, yeah, you were the lucky ones. You, you, were, the, you were the people we were cursing at because once the doors closed, like, come on, we're all out here. Let us in, let us in. <laughs> so, we had to wait till, like the next morning for them to come open up the store again and, and get wow. and get, actually purchase. So, I purchased mine, went home. When actually, I didn't go home, I went straight to work. Um, and I was like, no, do I want to keep this? And my friend was like, oh, because he he went to he lives in Long Island, so he actually had um was smart. He went to several different GameStops and uh, pre-ordered it at several different ones. So he had four of them already. Wow. So he sold his, I forgot, I think he sold each one for like, I think the minimum was 3000 He sold his his uh, his PlayStations for. So I was like, no way, he can get three. I can definitely get at least $2,000. I put, put it up for sale on, on Craigslist for 2000 and the guy came to my uh, job, gave me 2000 cash for it. And I was like, here you go. And wow. in a black garbage bag, have a nice day. He's like, oh, yep. yeah, I know, I just woke up and just Great. wanted it. Sure. 
that's that's crazy like the stuff that we got away with doing when we were young and stupid (laughs) like if i was smart i would have bought one for myself and then like sold it yeah oh for sure i would have pre-ordered i would have probably pre-ordered at least five of them at least like nowadays you can you can pre-order and just keep it moving, but no, with the play, the way the, the whole uh, pandemic is treated and the, the issue with the semiconductors and stuff and uh, the supply chain, that makes it even more difficult to get a PlayStation in hand. So I don't even bother now. Like I see the, the bots online. Oh, no, there's no PlayStations at Walmart or Target going to go on sale in like at 12 o'clock. That's okay. I'm not, I'm not rushing. I'm not in a rush for it. It'll show, I'll wait for the PlayStation 6. I'm sure that'll drop in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the PlayStation Six. I just jump a jump a console. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then those would be out of stock everywhere. Ah, that's true. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Well, that made yeah. better. I get the PlayStation Five. <laughs> <laughs> so horrible. We'll be in the metaverse anyway, so I'll just get the, the goggles. I'll just be at home like Ready Player One. So that's all good. Yeah, I still can't believe that's that's going on now. Like, it's still going on. It's been out for. Like over a year and they, they're still selling like immediately. It's just unbelievable how much um, is out there. So I, I don't, I can't knock the hustle at all. But at I the same can't. point, it's like, you know what? If you have so many that you can't get them off your hands, then that's on you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Point. You see them like, on eBay. I got like 20 of them. Yeah, but you're selling them at like $900. No one's yeah. going to, they're not going to, if you sell them for maybe a hundred bucks more than uh, retail, you probably get them off your hands. Cause you know you didn't cost you that much to get them, yeah. but it is what it is. No, after a while that that storage fee is going to start eating into your profits. Yeah. yeah. But the, speaking of being at home and enjoying time at home, you no know, Disney Plus has come out with a few uh, extra things that came out recently. Uh, Boba Fett or the Book of Boba uh, came out. We haven't done any reviews of it while we were on break, obviously. Um, That's a boy. I was gonna ask what's your take on it, but let's go ahead, Kim. What, what's your what's your take on okay. uh, the Book sorry. of Boba? I have I purposely didn't watch the first three as they came out, like as each week happened. I was like, let me just wait and then let me like binge them. So I binged the first three episodes, and I was like, I shouldn't have did this because this is it's boring. Everyone says it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. I'm like, yes, it is. It's a very slow burn. But I'm like, at this point, we are now almost three hours into this, and you guys still suck. Like, I need more. Give me flashy bikes. I don't care. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's not enough. And yes, I have seen episode four where we get a little bit better. But again, I feel like episode four is a, almost a little too late. It's not bad. I mean, I like the Black Wookiee. I like, like, but I don't really care about this. It, and this is sad because I'm home with I'm just home with COVID wa- waiting to watch it. I'm like, cool. What else am I gonna do? So I watch it. And I'm just like, yeah, I could have did something else better with my time. Again, I could be. That's me. I don't. I'm not like overly fanatical, but I'm like, you. We got a good look at what we thought was gonna be a decent spinoff from when we saw Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. But I'm like, you didn't build off enough from that story. Like, it's like you gave him a really good portion, and then we just got this. The best thing so far was his time with um, the desert people who who he let get murdered. I mean, he didn't let them get murdered. He went, he go do his business, and he came back, and they got they got murdered. It's not his fault. Even even Fennec was like, 
they got killed by by raider like the, the tuscan raiders got killed by people on speed bikes that'll make no sense well that's yeah. what we believe that happened we've we haven't seen it um uh, the viewer hasn't seen it we've seen the the marking on the wall but we don't know if the the uh speeder bike gang went there with backup from the pikes true so but either way they're dead Unfortunately, yeah. they're dead. He's seeking. Uh, I did like the backstory and to see, I guess, a little bit more of the culture of the Sand People, or the Tuscan Raiders. That was more yeah. interesting to me than, than anything know. else. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is slow, but I mean, we had the same complaints. Well, I had the same complaints about the Mandalorian in the first season as well. It's, it kind of moves along slowly. Um, I'm hoping that this whole premise of them going to uh, Boba possibly going to war with the Pikes for most uh, Espa's um, uh, territory that, that the Huts has abandoned actually goes somewhere in this first season. It's not just going to be a buildup of we're going to war, we're going to war. Okay, season two, like we're going to be at war. It's no. going to be, we're building up to war and we're never going to see it. It's going to be like Game of Thrones. Winter's coming, winter's coming. Winter's here, it's over in three, three episodes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm hoping. We don't get some piss poor thing like that. Like you, but at least even with that, they started off with a bang. This didn't even start off with a bang. It started off with a. Yeah, because I think it's yeah. also because we had um, his introduction was inside the Mandalorian. So we had that wow factor of him coming back. He doesn't have his armor, but no, he's you no know, handling his because by this time we've already seen him. Um, uh, if you've already seen Mandalorian's last season, you've already seen him uh, make his grand introduction, reintroduction into the Star Wars universe. So now it's just like, well, this is what, what this is what happened while you did while he was away, you know, coming out of the Sarlacc pit, um, getting himself uh, acclimated to the the, the Tuscan Raider culture, um, and then you jump to Mandalorian, then you jump back to here, then they still feed us a little bits of the backstories and stuff, which is okay, but. I just feel like this, you know, it's like these 30 minute or almost 40 minute episodes just moves the plot along just a little bit, just a little bit. And to me, it's like, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Give me, give me more, give me more. Um, I wasn't, I'm not a fan of those, the biker gang that, uh, that he has with the half machine, half human uh, biker gang. Uh, I think it's more so because they don't look, um, threatening they just look like they they look like yeah. honestly they look like what it's supposed to be just some 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 uh punk teenagers and their uh candy coated uh vespas that's what that's what it reminds me of like you got these candy coated vespas you're rolling through the sandy streets of mas espa um whatever i don't really have an attachment to them i'm happy now that they got a black uh the black chewbacca uh, the black wookie no he's going to be working with them okay so you, you're bolstering up your forces and then the most recent episode, you know, you hear them mention uh, the Mandalorian um, chime at the end. We said, we know we're going to need some more muscles. And you hear the Mandalorian um, uh, score. So I'm wondering if Mando's going to show up. Maybe. And Grogu. Well, you know, Grogu left us Luke Skywalker, but whatever. Um, I'm actually enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I don't I know do about you guys. Like, wow. <laughs> I'm enjoying this. <laughs> it, it, I, I do feel I, I do agree. I do feel that it, it is a slow burn. Um I I I, I also agree about the biker game. To me, there was it was just more like, eh, who are these guys? Um it, it was more like, okay, if they're not doing anything without him, how are they now, you know, these badasses with him? I just didn't they just didn't come off as threatening or intimidating to me. 
Um, it just seemed like it's just a way to to have extra characters for reference. Um, so we'll probably get like all these, you know, Wikipedia entries for who they are, even though they're not really that interesting on the actual show. Um, but I'm enjoying it because I think this is giving us a way to understand who he is becoming or who he was or who he is. I don't know, the, the time jumps are a little bit confusing to me um, because it's pretty much flashbacks, but it's still changing who he was to who he is or who we know him to be. So it's, that part of it is still a little bit confusing, but I, I, I like how they're elaborating on the character. Um, they're turning him more into more than just, you know, someone who was in cool armor, um, you know, someone who just had a few cool scenes uh, and someone who was, you know, just dismissed at the end, you know, at the beginning of the Return of the Jedi um, in a way that was kind of embarrassing for someone who was supposed to be the, you know, the, the biggest bounty hunter. Um, but I enjoy the character. I enjoy, um, you know, Finnick. I enjoyed that last episode. I think it picked up. Um, I am tired of him taking his helmet off so much. Uh, because oh, yes. he, he just he just doesn't come <laughs> off as as that threatening and you know so like I didn't need to see him get beat up in his boxes like you know <laughs> I didn't need to see that uh, it's like you know that wasn't the most it, it's not a good way to make him seem like someone that people start fearing in the area um, but maybe there's a build up for that maybe you're not supposed to view him as intimidating now um, until you realize who he's up against and who he's going to become to be that intimidating um, lord in the area. But it's like, you know, I, I'm enjoying it because of the depth it's trying to give to the characters. It's a slow burn for me. Um, I didn't really have much expectation. Um, so I don't mind waiting out the entire series to, to then say, oh, yeah, this wasn't worth it. Um, but I am still curious as to what the end game is going to be. Um, in The Mandalorian, you kind of had an idea. You know, he's trying to get rid of this kid that he has. Trying to um, get rid of this kid. You know, but kid. he really can't get rid of the kid. <laughs> he's trying to get rid of this kid. <laughs> and this one is kind of like, okay, why does he really want this area? Um, I like the explanation that bounty hunters deserve better than to just work for, you know, idiot bosses. You know, it's his basic stance. Um, but it's like, okay, I want to see where this is going to go um, before I, I have like a final judgment on on where it stands in the new, you know, Star Wars spinoff. But I'm enjoying it. It's a slow burn, but I'm enjoying it. Okay. And I think as you, as you mentioned it and why you like it, I think for me, it's and I think for other people also, I look online who, who people aren't a fan of it or they have gripes about it. I think it's because we picture in our heads Boba Fett as this, you no, know, this ruthless bounty hunter who took out, you know, was able to capture uh, Han Solo, and like he just, he was a person like it was more myth than anything else. Like almost like um, John John Wick. No, no, he's a Baba Yaga. No, he took out a man with a pencil. Like you know, just you haven't seen him do stuff, but you heard him do some awesome things, and then you see him in just. He's just a human. He's just like everyone else. He can get, you know, he, he puts his, uh, his his suit on one leg at a time. He gets his ass whooped. It's, it's, it humanizes him. And for me, it's like, oh, well, you know, I was kind of hoping you'd be, you have, you know, you have something up your sleeve at all times, especially after watching Mandalorian. Like this guy's got rockets on his arm. And he's He's got all these kind of knickknacks uh, uh, and gadgets to kind of take out the, the, the bad guys who are coming from. 
Yeah, seeing him getting his, his behind whooped by uh, the Wookiee out of the back, the tank and stuff like that. I was like, okay, what's going on? But I guess it also gives us, a, I guess, a more behind the scenes look at this character as who he is outside of the armor. And for some, it's like, it's not welcomed. It's like, I'd rather not know yeah. about the, no, I don't want to know how the hot dogs are made kind of thing. Um, but I could see that. But at the same time for, um, I agree with you as far as, you know, him removing the helmet so many times. Like, I can hear you speaking fine with the helmet on. There's no need for you to take the helmet off. And I think they probably changed up from how they treated the Pedro Pascal from uh, The Mandalorian, where, you know, he wanted more FaceTime. He wanted to have more scenes with him without his helmet. I think they're doing that with this actor where, okay, let's give him some more FaceTime so people can be recognized him, can humanize him, can maybe make him more relatable if he just doesn't wear the helmet all the time. For me, it's like, ah, it's not necessary. You don't, you don't need to do that. Yeah, because it's like if you're going into battle with armor, why would you take off the helmet that's going to leave you vulnerable? And doesn't exactly. the helmet help him in other mm-hmm. ways? It's just, um, you know, I can. It's, it feels like they're holding back in terms of his arsenal, which I guess makes sense. You you kind of don't want to um, have him use everything early on, and then it's, there's, there are no surprises left at the end. But still, it's kind of like, okay, come on. Um, just give us a little bit more of, of him with the armor. Um, so hopefully they do in the last few episodes, but, um, but I, I do appreciate the backstory to him. I do. I did enjoy, um, his time with the same people. It's, it shows how he kept growing. Um, so when you just take his scenes from the original trilogy, he really didn't do much. He just looked pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> but, but, but he really didn't do much. Um, so I think this is showing and, and the Mandalorian obviously made him, um, bigger than the, the movies actually made him. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the show is going to still humanize him in a way where you can appreciate him being a badass because you know it's behind it. But yeah, I need him to pick it up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they're quicking the pace a little bit. Uh, I'm interested to see, and I hope that uh, they bring back um, the Rancor. I hope, I'm hoping he walks down the streets of Mos Espa on a Rancor. That, that'd be the nice way to end this season. You know? Him going into war or just showing his presence on top of a, of a on top of a ranker. That would be pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, another question would be, Kim, will you stick around to at least to the end of this season? I mean, because y'all are forcing me to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we're the bad guys. Okay, I see what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tap out. Like I'm tapping out, but I can't because you know we got we got this. But if we didn't have this, no, I would totally tapped out. I'm like, let, let, some, let somebody else tell me how it went. And then if it sounded good, then I'll come back. But since I doubt it's going to sound good, no. What did the emperor say? Take that anger and use it. So <laughs> I'm watching the show and use it when you're reviewing it. <laughs> anger watching yeah, yeah. yeah, tell us why you hate it so much, Kay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so Yo, I'm not even gonna lie. Like, like I swear, I know. Like, I watched the first few episodes right back to back. But can I? I kid you not. Outside of his time with the Tuscan Raiders, like I can't remember a thing that happened. Like I'm like, mm, okay, <laughs> damn. <Yeah. laughs> like nothing. Like it. It was. Just, it was just so like. It's just like boring. <sighs> it was just really boring. I'm, you know, let me play, maybe it's COVID that made me that made me think it was boring. Maybe maybe my COVID brain was just like, I'm not filtering this. I'm gonna go with that instead of no, nah, it's just really boring. Forget it. 
Because then on the other hand, HBO was like, hey, you're going to start watching our shows because we're good. We're funny. We're going to make you laugh. And we got an eagle. So. Eagly. Uh, with Peacemaker. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, that's a show that's uh, another another uh, anti-hero, uh, not so much a villain. Uh, well, right nah, now. He's he's a villain. Not, no, well, no. not right now. He's not a villain. He's an anti-hero. He's, no, no, he's still a villain. <laughs> I don't care. How's he, not, yeah. how's he a villain? He's, he's, he's helping save America from illegal aliens. And I'm talking about illegal aliens from outer space, not uh, anyone crossing the borders. I don't know, because like, like um, Visual 80 told them, most of the people you seem to kill are not white. Visual 80 Right, like the people, the, mo- <laughs> the bulk of the people you've been killing, uh, Peacemaker, have been black and brown and like some Asians. But like, at least Visual killing white folk. Like, think about it. Think about it. He had no problem with killing people in the Suicide Squad in the Suicide Squad movie, right? But you can't shoot these white kids in the house. Why not? Which, which, is, which is weird that he was he was blaming uh, them not putting the eagle on his uh, sniper rifle was the reason why he was having second thoughts on killing children. Where, where his his introduction is, I'm peacemaker. I'll kill anyone, man, woman, or child, in order to get right. peace. Like, but then there's two kids right there that's you know they got they they're not even humans, they got the, the tongue thing coming out. You got right. the green light to kill, and you're like, uh, I can't do it. Meanwhile, exactly. vigilante just strolls up and pops. he starts murking people. And I'm like, I respect vigilante a little bit more than I do peacemaker, hence why peacemaker's a bad guy. Because again, you're not gonna kill these white people because you need uh-huh. and and you and you need your special dove sign on your thing because they're mm-hmm. white. Why? He's about to let a whole area get destroyed. Exactly. Minority. He was fine with that. Yep. Mm. See, he the vigilante. I mentioned. Well, I don't know how. Are you guys caught up with the most recent episode? Yes. Okay. So, right, no. what about yourself, Kareem? Okay. So, I won't. I won't jump into the sport. The, there's a final scene of this most recent episode. Uh, this to me is a, this is a pretty big reveal. That is. Um, that was huge. So there's a, there's a lot of. I guess with a black ops, you know, shows and, and, and organizations, there's always a second mission or there's always some other ulterior motive that people have. Like, I didn't know Amanda Waller even had kids, but apparently the black woman on the show is Amanda Waller's daughter. What her true purpose on that mission or that team is, it remains to be seen. Um, and also the head of that team, he, uh, I mean, after this episode, there seems to be some, some uh, possible motives that he may have uh, that may or may not conflict with the rest of the team. So we'll see. Um, and also uh, the actors of Robert Patrick, the T1, uh, formerly known as a T-1000 from Terminator 2, <laughs> is, a, is a white knight. No, you know, him Patrick, playing a racist. He's doing he, a little he's too good of a job. It. Right, he's, he's doing killing that role. <laughs> Dude, I don't trust you. Like, you are way too good in this role. Like, I don't, like, I don't even have a thought about you being his racist man. I'm just like, nope. It just feels. It just feels like I'm watching something a little too natural come to you, sir. Like you know, not, not really struggling. Like I can, I can see if it was an actor like say, uh, I don't know, George Clooney or, or freaking Tom Hanks, and this is his role. Like I can't really see you being a racist. You no, know, calling you the white dragon and uh, all those other you know racist remarks you have in the show. But Robert Patrick, sir. This feels like a role that you might be built for, and and he may not even be racist. He may be like the, the no. He may be one of those like my wife is black. I got black friends. Like he may be one of those kind of white people, but it just it's like I guess it's more or less a uh, 
kudos to your great acting that you can pull off the yeah. role that way. You can look like you're a believable racist. I don't know if that's something you want to tip the hat to or not. But right. I played a racist on HBO Max. You might have seen some of my work. Thank you. It's like, I don't know how I feel about this. But even when he was in X-Files, um, he killed that role too. So he was a character um, I loved to hate and then I actually appreciated the character. Yeah. Uh, more towards the end. So I'm not surprised he's killing this role. Um, I don't think I've seen him in anything where he didn't play a good job, where he didn't have to do a good job of it. So I'm glad he's that character because he's so damn believable. But I do wonder, like, hold up. Hold up. Are, you, are you acting or... You you're a method act? Like, what was your, what was your, what was your inspiration? Like, no. What was your source for this the scene right here that you're doing? Talk to us about yeah. it. You're pulling a little too close to home for the tools, I love yeah. it. Too. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, to tell, tell us more about this, this scene that you're doing right now. Well, you know, I had to dig deep in my bag of tricks and uh, I have a family who are like, oh, this is where it comes from. Yeah, okay. okay, all right, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I don't this believe This is how that. you grew up. It's okay. You can say it. Mm -hmm. These are who your neighbors are. <laughs> yeah, I got black friends. Name two of them. In a basement somewhere. Yeah, no, um, wow. In a, geez. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but how many episodes is are is um Peacemaker gonna be? Yeah, um, I think right now oh. it's up to but this is episode five. Four. No. Oh, this is only four? Yeah, yeah, there's only been like four episodes so far. Hold on. Yeah, because the first three came out at the same time. And then yeah, number four right, just yeah. came out. Okay, the so that's why I was like, okay. Traveled. Yeah, so like. I think there's a total of eight. Which is great. Like, I'm not going, like, I can't wait. This is, this show just keeps getting better, or should I say fun? Like, it just, it just keeps becoming fun. Like, you, you just, yeah, there's a total of eight episodes. Um, So it'll, the last episode will be uh, this February 17th. Okay. So... It, <laughs> So we're at the halfway mark, and I think it's—I think it's been good. Like it's, Kareem, I need you to watch the cho the show Let's Travel, so we can really like discuss that last section. Oh, I'm watching it today. But I do have a question, which isn't necessarily a spoiler for anything for this next episode. I did not realize the room where the weapons were that we saw was mm -hmm. that big. Well, I, I realized that when they when they first showed Robert Patrick's uh, vault. I was like, some he says like some kind of quantum realm thing. He's a TARDIS. It, it's a TARDIS. It's a TARDIS. Um, it's a TARDIS. She's got a TARDIS. A I don't TARDIS. care. Like anybody says, I'm like, nah. That's Time Lord technology where things are bigger on the inside. So I'm making it my point. The who, the Doctor Who universe and this universe got something to do with each other. We're going to see anyone cosplay as the white as a white dragon. That's that's what I'm. I'm somewhat. <sighs> No, fearfully eager no. to see if someone's going to cosplay as the white dragon. No, the moment, first of all, you know damn well if anybody cosplays as the white dragon to like any convention that's not whatever. You know what I'm. You know what I don't want to say. That person, because somebody's going to look at you like, uh, uh, mm, -mm. like no, like if you want to cosplay as the, the 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 father outside of the white dragon outfit, sure, that's different. But the moment you put on that white dragon outfit, it's Maybe over. At a MAGA convention, so you think Dragon Con somebody might be there with yeah, Dragon Con, white dragon, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah, white dragon, Dragon Con, yeah. 
Well, it's just, the South, so you never know. If someone do it. I want to. I want to see the reactions of everybody else and how they beat how they beat the living shit out of them. Because, <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, you deserve that. Like you decided to cosplay as a racist character, like, and not just like a small race. Like the fact that as soon as the young guy saw him when he when he entered jail and he was and they all just kind of went around and was like, oh, and they knelt down, like, no, no. No, he looked like yes. This is this is what I've been waiting for. Like, oh, uh, this is really <laughs> right. I'm like, I can't wait. Like, no, I'll, I just nah. We're we're just kill him. Just just just. Mm. But I don't think he's gonna die. I feel like that's the sad part. He's probably not gonna die. He's probably gonna survive this entire show. Yeah, I, I think he will. Um, I think I, I've, everyone inside that illustrious uh, dance number at the beginning of the season will 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 survive. I don't think any of the, those characters are gonna die. Which I actually I was surprised because I thought the uh, I forgot his name Kung Fu Master Judo Master Fu I thought master. he was yeah I thought he was gonna be dead. Me too. But he's he, he's still alive. You know after getting hit by uh, the car and whatnot. Like how? Do can you... I just ask if if we can leave the dance numbers behind? Am I? Oh, am I, I, I skip it now. Tanky? I skip it. I, I, I seen it after I saw it the first two. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I, you don't need a dance number in every superhero show now. You really don't. Um, Spider-Man 3 uh, took a lot of heat for having a, a dance number. I, mean, I think even, what was it? Fantastic Four? Was it the second one that had a, a dance sequence as well? Um, so I don't know why they're back all of a sudden. It was funny in Hawkeye, but uh, let's, let's leave it alone. Let's leave it alone. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's all the workings of James Gunn um, and his outside-the-box thinking. Uh, but, I mean, after I saw it the first two times, I was like, okay, I can skip it because unless they're changing it up, which I think that's an opportunity they probably missed out on is have a different dance number, either, either each season or each episode, a different dance number. Uh, I think that has been something that they could have explored possibly. It's kind of like how animes have a different OP or different EP, every story arc. They could have did that where it's a different dance number when uh, a new story arc or a new season comes out. Well, I mean, they might, like, he really might just make them go back and do a, a second dance number for the next season, because if everybody doesn't survive in that first season, like, that's in this first season, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make sense to keep them for next season, like, so, to have the same thing, but the question is, like, you watch it, the, you watch it the one time, and then you just skip it. It's like anime openings. You watch it, you don't necessarily want to listen to the song every time you watch it, you just skip, so... Plus, they all look like they were having so much fun dedicated to doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather see the dance number than John Cena and his tidy whities again, though. Yes, as would I. I was like, dude, I don't. You, you and you and your uh, your your little fruit of the looms here, dude. You're pushing over forty years old. You should no longer be wearing these old these, these, these those kind of drawers. But I mean, technically, in his in his costume, though, like he can't really wear boxers. Why not? Like, look at the way his costume is set. Like, think about it. It's like the same thing with like Superman or, or Batman or whatever. Like, they you kind of have to wear tidy whities or go commando. And I don't think going commando would be a good idea because dangly bits and you know the light. Dangly bits. <laughs> well, I'm, try- I'm trying to be adult here. <laughs> yeah, okay, I would okay. think it would make sense for like Batman at least to have some kind of a cup. Um, because you don't want to take down the Batman by kicking him in his nuts. I mean, Superman is not going to make a difference. Batman, I'm sure he has some kind of armor down there that keeps everything in place. 
Wayne I'm technology, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, the, like, Peacemaker kind of has to wear like the tidy whities because again, like shorts aren't going to work well for that costume. And that's the thing. Like most superheroes have to probably wear tidy whities. It's not a conversation I thought I'd ever have. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. Super villain underwears. A superhero underwear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I never who's thought we were going to have that conversation or who's, or who's going commando uh. <laughs> I don't think any of I don't think any of them would go would go commando like I said it's, it meets would be flopping all over the place it's uncomfortable such an they're out there fighting crime and serving justice right. <laughs> getting it taken down with one swift kick in the, in the, in the privates in the <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Yeah, but um, there, there are, I guess it's because it's on HBO, they can be a, more, a bit more gratuitous with the, the violence. And then I guess the, there's only really one sex scene, but it's like, ah, I didn't need to see that. And then you're singing, using Lady's vibrator as a microphone. It's like, okay, dude, you're, you're mm-hmm. just all over the place. It wasn't a vibrator, <laughs> it was a back massage. Okay, yeah, like a lightsaber too. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Um, I, I'm really interested to see what the backstory is with the or the um, the motive that uh, Amanda Waller's daughter has. Like, why is she on? Because clearly she's not a killer. Um, she seems to be having, you know, just like what is her her proficiency? Because she's not a killer. She's not an assassin. Uh, assassin. Um, she seems nervous about everything. So it's like you're not the computer genius. So it's not like you're, you're hacking systems. Like, so what are you really here for? Is uh is one of the questions I have for her character. And what is that? Why do they need um to keep the white dragon alive? Well, they didn't. They never need to kill him, but they don't. They didn't want uh, John Cena to know that they were going to try to kill him, or that vigilante was going to go in and try to kill him. Yeah. That's my. I mean, that's my take on it. Like honestly, they if they wanted to take him out, they could have taken him out before John Cena even got out of the hospital. But not that they, the, they the tech they was an idiot and used yeah. Well, that's that's also the tech's fault because it had the tech was smart enough and used someone else's fingerprints in the system, whatever. They would have you no know, the Robert Patrick character would have been still at home, milling the belt. But he seems to be fine living in prison. Like I said, this yeah. is his seat in the winter time. <laughs> he sits here. Right, right. Good. I don't got to worry about. We are okay, but. Kareem, you need to pay close attention. This is the only spoiler I'm going to give you. There's a conversation that is had outside of his father's house with the next. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That conversation is that could that entire conversation could be an entire talking point for a podcast alone, and it really (laughs) should be. Um, Because like that conversation, because you you go away with thinking like, well, technically he's not wrong. Oh, he's 100% right. I think that's a conversation we can have um, after Kareem checks out the episode. Like, it's, yeah, who's the real villain here? Right. And who's really at fault for some deaths? Yeah. Like, who who, who truly gets the blame for for these deaths? And I agree. (laughs) Yeah. I'll pay attention to that for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't worry, you'll just you can and if you don't just rewind it because you'll 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 get it because you're gonna be like, oh wow, and then you'll just rewind it again. You're like, makes perfect sense to me. One more thing, I think, before we uh 
finished uh, this episode of Disney Plus also showed, well, not just Disney Plus, but Disney released a, the first trailer for Moon Knight. Um, so that comes out in March, I think. I forgot which date in March, but it comes out in March. So we have a whole uh, two months before it, uh, it airs. What was your guys' take on that uh, that trailer? It made me interested. It made me way more interested in Moon Knight than I thought I was going to be. Um, because, let's be honest, most people are not checking Moon Knight, which is why this is a good thing. Like, it's giving a really good look at other com- at other Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even I was kind of like, how are we going to do this? Um this is going to be okay. And from the trailer, please don't let it be a crap. Like, don't let it just be a case of where we have a really good trailer and then everything else sucks. But from the trailer, I'm like, wow, we're going with, we're leading into those tropes of shadows are scary. Mm-hmm. Which, what your mind thinks can really, can really F with you. But I still believe the old lady was probably, was probably evil to begin with. So whatever. I never followed Moonlight um, in in the comics, so a lot of the you know a lot of the stuff I'm going to see on on the screen is going to be first time information. So I mean, I'll do my research and read up on them before the season starts, possibly. But I have no, I, I don't have any expectations going into watching it. So I'm not like, oh, I'm I'm hoping they they show this character or they mention this and this. I was never, I wasn't, I wasn't not a fan of it. I just was never you know, looking for Moon Knight when I went to buy my comics. So anything that they show me on the on the screen, okay, that's interesting. I'm, I'm still really just holding out until May when, um, uh, is it May or April when uh, Doctor Strange two comes out? Uh, should be May. Yeah, because I don't. I mean, looking at online the, the different leaks, or I don't know how much of it is fake news. They're saying they you know if they're dealing with the multiverse, they may have some other A list actors coming in to portray other Avengers, but in a different, an alternate universes. So there may be a, a Tom Cruise appearance as Iron Man or something like that, or a uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as a retired Spider-Man or something like, something silly like that. Like, I, I mean, I've seen the stuff online. So I, I mean, again, the internet, you can put up anything and people may think it's true or not. So I'm interested to see what we do and do not see uh, in regards to um, the Doctor Strange 2 movie. We did have a Matt Damon um, cameo. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you, you never know who they might they might bring out in terms of the cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would be excited to see that. But the possibilities are there. They're definitely there. Um, in terms of Moon Knight, I love the trailer. I love the trailer. Because to me, it's like they're, they're embracing everything about the character. And... Moon Knight is crazy. And, and I don't mean that he's crazy in terms of his powers, his ability, but like, no, he's literally crazy. Um, and, you know, he has a dissociative identity disorder. So he has all these multiple personalities, his things that, you know, he has issues with. And the guy that he serves that they showed in the trailer is also crazy. So, <laughs> so the fact that he saw that old lady, he didn't know if it was the God or it was the lady. Um, I think it shows that we may not know until we actually watch the show because it could be his mentality. It could be really happening. Um, and they did give glimpses of him being involved in sequences that he doesn't really have memory of. Um, so I love the fact that they're embracing the character for who he fully is um, because that, that 
in my opinion, will allow them to delve deeper into the mythology behind the character, behind his origins. Um, so I'm really impressed by the trailer, and I am excited for it. Um, the new Moon Knight series is, comic book series is great. Um, so if you've never read Moon Knight before, the new series may be a really good jumping off point for that. But um, yeah, this is, I'm watching this Wednesday night, every Wednesday, as soon as it comes out. <laughs> It might as well just be Wednesday morning. Just you know, you watch. Yeah, it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited for it. it. Looks like they nailed it, um, and so I can't wait. Okay. I think our next episode we'll recap uh, uh, Boba Fett. Uh, we'll check back with you on Peacemaker and a lot more other uh, things. I think. Um, now, yeah, and well, Demon Slayer. We're still doing Demon Slayer uh, Entertainment uh, District uh, story arc. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys saw today's episode or not, but it was it, it's a cliffhanger. It's one of those where it's like right, right, something's about to happen, ah. goes off. It's like, come on, man! <laughs> Damn, man. So they didn't pull the Dragon Ball Z where they just powering up the entire episode. No, no, they? no. There's actually some. There's oh, actually okay. fighting going on. It's like literally in the middle of a fight. You no know, swords are being slung and chunk, stops right there. Like really, they and they're doing it with a slow motion. Like the blade is coming. So coming down, and then the, uh, the EP comes on. Like you gotta be crapping me. God, I gotta wait the next week to see if this is gonna, you know, go through the mark. No, come on, man. <laughs> I mean, I got the mangas here, but it's like as a besides the point. The way it looks on the screen is such more, is so much more vivid than how uh, the manga looks. So it's I'm I'm gonna wait until next week to to see how you know what what transpires. I can't wait to check that out too. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kay? I'm like I'm actually quite enjoying uh, this arc. I almost really do though want to get the want to get the manga, just because I'm like I kind of am impatient. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I have I have I have not seen uh, this this week's episode. I will probably watch that once we're done recording, uh, just because I kind of need something for my evening hours because it's boring. <laughs> But I can I tell you though, the I actually like the demon in this one. Like I like the bad guys in this one, in this version. Like in this, like normally I root for the for the good guys, but like in this one, I almost feel bad for the girl. Why? Cause like she's a demon with another one inside of her like yo you that's like that takes the whole wonder twin powers activate to a whole new level like y'all gotta live inside <laughs> of each other like, she can't even be like powerful on her own she's powerful because like she's powerful she's even more powerful because she's got her sibling inside of her that's a whole new level of like twisted and i kind of like it well then, I mean, uh, well, you haven't seen this episode. I was like, because they are fighting separately, so it's like right, like he can come out of her. So like, because right, yeah. like last week, like you got to see where he can literally come out of her, and they can become two different people. But mm-hmm. I'm like, for the most part, he he enjoys living inside of her, which again, really mentally disturbing, but it works, and I kind of like it. Like when she when she was there all crying, <laughs> because the dude was like, "You're not a level six. You're not an upper six demon." She's like, "I am. I am." Like. Yeah, <laughs> it was just really dying, unflashy death. I feel so bad for her. I mean, you were killing people, but I'm like, in that moment, I felt so bad for that poor girl. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. But either way, she's think... she gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. But I love how they're blurring the lines a little bit more with, you know, Nezuko. Um, because it does make you feel a little bit for a certain demon um, who really didn't act for the situation they're in. Um, but I kind of don't feel bad for this one in particular because she was talking a lot of trash. Um, she was bragging everything. So <laughs> it's like, she, she was she trash was talking to say back it up. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't feel bad for her in this instance. But she is a cool character. And that was a great reveal um, that the, the stronger demon was literally inside her. Yeah, for her. So, right. Like, that I was really think, cool. She, she, I did feel like I, I just felt bad for her because you don't want to see a demon crying because they're not strong enough. Like, have some dignity. But like, she just was so sad. It was just, agree. She was talking a lot of mess though. But <laughs> when you, when you can eat people with your belts, like, Come on, that's a good power. Like your belt is just consuming people. Just like, hey, here we go. Yeah, and like she had him in her little while underground lair. She had him there, just almost reminded me of aliens. Like they just sitting there and and um, being incubated, right. waiting to waiting to be uh, fed upon later on. <laughs> perfect. This is so perfect. <laughs> this is so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we can leave it there and we'll come back uh, same time next week to discuss more in pop culture and blurred culture and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook under the name Three Hokages and on Twitter and Twitch while the guys game, which is Three Hokages Podcast. For more episodes and blogs, check us out on www.3hokages.com and that is three, the number, H-O-K-E-G-S.com. And I feel like Vanna White, those numbers have turned. Thanks again for listening to us. Have a great time. No itch you wanna kick it cause it's pre old day When I spray, roll a three hoke I gave We on sight, think a night, maybe move all ways It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage Now we're tuned of the sound of the new old age Bookworms more clever, the stakes is higher The stakes is higher, based on the day it's wire The culture ain't a case of day to day attire Respect the frame, the man's is fire Pay comments, we can speak about us Pay homage, we can speak about us Pay homage, we can speak about us yeah.